You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Two one two four one two three four. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's thank you. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for this day and this time and this opportunity we have. We pray for your will. We pray for your blessing. We pray, Lord, that you add your blessing to everything that we do here lord let your power be present lord guide us by your precious spirit let your kingdom come show us great mercy and great help by your spirit lord thank you father for your blessing in jesus name amen Amen. god bless you take your seats um, it's a it's a blessing and a pleasure to to be here and to see all of you here. Um, uh, we thank God for opportunity to gather and to be in the house of God. So um, we thank God for His goodness and. Um, are you okay here, or you like to sit comfortably? Okay, yeah, so that you're comfortable. I want you to be comfortable. Beautiful. Okay, so um, we said we are blessed to be here, isn't it? And happy to be here. And go to see all of you, um, familiar faces, and um, it's, our maiden catch the anointing conference in uh, in Italy, Italy, yes, in Italy, and um, I pray that God's purpose shall be done. Um, we are just coming in from Lithuania. We had catch the anointing conference in Lithuania, the capital of Lithuania. I didn't see all of you there, but but it was a blessed time. Well, a blessed time there, and a good time there. And um, we are here now, so um, we thank God for what He's going to do with us here. Thank God for what He's doing already. Um. It's, uh, it's God who blesses his work. And it's God who moves and we move. The Bible says that in him we live and move and have um, in this beautiful place. I, I bring you greetings from um, my father and my pastor, Bishop Dag. And uh, for thanking God for his blessing. And for his guidance and his leadership. Thank you. You can take your seats. Um, Send his love to all of you. And not just his love, but his blessing. So right here, I want to start off uh, in the few minutes that I have left. To talk to you about... um, I want to read to you 25 prophecies for a mega church. 25 prophecies. 25 prophecies. So based on these prophecies, we can, we can build up and build on on why we can have a mega church, build a mega church, steps to a mega church, principles for a mega church, 
in building the church and developing the church. So this, this is what the Bible says. Because sometimes you meet people who say that, um, uh, how, why, why should we have a mega church? Why should you have a big church? So I'm, I'm going to give you 25 prophecies, prophetic declarations in the scriptures that give you that, that point to the fact that you must have a mega church. Yes. Bishop Emmanuel, I'm sure I can have another pulpit here for the next session down here. Okay, when I go there, I feel very far from everybody. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Alex, it's possible, isn't it? With God, all things are possible. Yes. That's why I keep coming down, because I feel far. Yes. When I grow up, I'll stay there. A bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, there shall be a rise of mountain-like churches. Amen. According to Isaiah chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 2, is somebody giving us verses? Is the person slow or fast? Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2, the Bible says that, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Verse 3 says that, and many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. So you see that the house of God, the church is being described as the mountain of the Lord. That's the church is called mountain of the Lord. That denominations, we've got mountain of the Lord, mountain of the Lord group of church. So because it's like the prophecy is that the, the church shall be, there shall be mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. As, we, as, you, as you drive or you walk around, you see, you see things like, mount, they're not exactly mountains, they're like hills. But very high hills. If you're not used to, if you come from, if you come from Peckham in England, it will be a mountain to you. That's a mountain. If you come from Peckham or you come from Woolwich, Yes, that's a, that's a mountain. That's a mountain. Very high. Or you come from Ealing or Greenford. Yes, that's a mountain. <laughs> yes. You see high, it means, that, it means that you can't miss it. So you see the prophecy is that, the prophecy is that your church will become significant and noticeable. Significant and noticeable. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. You can't miss, you can't miss those natural, it's like a natural feature for the landscape in this, in this area. You can't miss it. It's there. There are even houses on it. I was talking about the houses up there. That is beautiful to have houses up there, to be really nice to have houses up there and to live up there. It's, it, it, that's what a mountain-like church is. When your church becomes a mountain-like church, you don't need advertisement. You don't need, you don't need advertisement. You don't need to talk it. It will be known. It will be known and it will be seen. So that's the prophecy. That's the prophecy we read about that you have to walk. So you see, it's like you've heard the prophecy, but it said by the prophecies you fight. Prophecies, prophecies are, are a call to battle. Yes, it's a call to battle. When you receive a prophecy, is that you are being invited to start fighting. That there is a great and a major fight that is waiting for you. And that you will be successful in that fight. That's prophecies. That's prophecies. That's prophecy. I remember, I remember the first time somebody prophesied uh, to me. I don't know why sometimes you say prophesied over my life. Prophesied to me. I was about, how old was I? I don't know how old I was. But I remember him prophesying, saying that you'll be a minister, God will use you. I was like, this guy is lost. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy is lost. I've not, I've, I've not even gone to the university, even start first year. You are standing here, you are standing here on the field saying that God, God will use you and uh, you are going to be what, 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 what. I, was actually, I always remember him. Oh, he's a very short, smallish man. Speaking, this type of when they are speaking in tongues, it's like, uh, I will say that already you are very spooky when you are speaking in tongues. Look at what you are saying. Yes. 
But you see, if I, if I had believed, I would have used that prophecy to guide my life and my decisions. You use, you, it guides you. Prophecies guide you. It guides you. It helps you to make decisions. It helps you to move yourself in a particular direction and do things in a certain way. That's what prophecies say. You use the prophecies to fight. You don't use, when you receive a prophecy, you don't go to bed. You don't go to bed and sleep and say that ah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen automatically. He said that thou mightest by them war a good warfare by the prophecies. By the prophecies. So, so when you hear that your church is supposed to be a mountain-like church, you better start thinking, how can my church become a mountain-like church? Because God said it is possible. God said it's possible. God said it's going to happen. God said it's going to happen. I think, I think, I don't know, but in my life now, I think it will be, it will be very difficult. It will be like a punishment for me to be in a church that is not growing. That I'm pastoring a church and the church is not growing. The church is not moving. This kind of um, 25 people in 15 years. No, no, it will be like torture for me. Because the, the prophecies are strong in my mind that it is possible. It can be done. Growth is possible. Increase is possible. This is possible. So it's like, rather, I'll be beating myself and saying to myself, what can I do? What must I do? What should I do? This thing must change. This thing has to change. They say, it depends on the pastor. It depends on the pastor. It depends on the pastor. A lot of uh, um, midget ministries is because the pastor doesn't have an appetite, a vision, or a desire for growth. And many church, many pastors, when you tell them you don't have a vision for church growth, will disagree. Will disagree. But that's, but that's the truth. Because if you have it, if you have it, you would, you would do what it takes. People have visions for other things. What you have a vision for is what you chase and what you pursue and what you give yourself. People have visions for things. The second prophecy, you will have, you will have mountain-like churches. Amen. The second prophecy is that there shall be a rise of churches with many people and strong nations. Yes. In Zechariah chapter 8 and verse 21, it says that, And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord, and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem. So there shall be a rise of churches with Many people and strong nations. Mm. Three, the third prophecy, are you still here? Is that there shall be a rise of little ones. Many, many who are little, little ones will turn into thousands. Many who are little ones will turn into thousands. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 22. It says that a little one shall become a thousand. And a small, and a small one a strong nation. I the Lord will hasten it in his time. So a little one shall become a thousand. Your little church that you have today shall become a thousand. Yes. Your little church shall become a thousand because it is possible. It is possible. By the grace of God, it is possible. We are using the prophecies. The, when I say prophecies, not prophecies by, by these are prophecies from the scriptures. I'm giving you scriptural declarations and prophecies. A little one shall turn into a thousand. 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 Maybe today you can't see how you can become a thousand. But God will show you by the end of this conference, God will show you how you can become a thousand. And how you must stay with it, stay with that thing, and become a thousand. 
wherever you've come from, wherever, wherever your church is, I want you to believe that it can become a thousand. Yeah. That it can become one thousand people. Practically, practically, practically. Prophecy number four. There shall be a rise of churches that shall not be few. And churches that shall not be small. A rise of churches that shall not be few. That is church planting. A proliferation of planting of churches. Branches. Branches that are covering nations. Covering cities. Pastor Lex, you can have a lot of branches in this city alone. Yes. Yes. And then in the nation. So there shall be a rise of churches that shall not be few. And then churches that shall not be small. That is, the number of churches shall be a lot. And the size of the churches shall be big. Jeremiah chapter 30. And verse 19. Jeremiah 30 and verse 19. What does it say? It says that an out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. And I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. These are prophecies for your church. These are prophecies for your ministry. These are prophecies for your, for, your, for your life's work. Your life's work. You've been laboring. You've been laboring. God is unlocking a door for somebody here to enter into growth and multiplication and increase. Receive that open door. Yes. You shall not be few. And you shall not be small. Amen. You shall not be few and you will not be small. Amen. The fifth prophecy says that there shall be a rise of feeding pastors. Yes. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at how your ministry shall produce pastors. 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 Because you need pastors. You need shepherds to grow a church. So a pastor, a pastor who is blind or weak at raising ministers, it's a pastor who is not serious about church growth. Oh, yes. So when I say to a pastor, and I've said it to a lot of pastors, and I keep telling them that you are not serious. You are not serious. And anytime they say they argue, I've not seen one who will say, yes, please. Anytime you say they argue. Okay, I've remembered one who agreed. I've always, I've always, I tell that you are not serious at all. Why I see you and how you are running your church and what you are doing. And, and especially when they start giving you a church of people who pass through their churches. You know, it's like someone who passed through their church ended up in some other church and became a pastor there. Then they'll say, oh, that's my son. That's my son. It's like I brought him up. Meanwhile, he's alone. Where he's pastoring, he's alone. He's alone there, and the people he has now are nobodies. And he keep, they keep pointing at people who pass through their church. For whatever reason, maybe they got a, a church con, a, a, a job contract, worked in their city for uh, 16 months or 18 months or 12 and a half months or 24 and a half months or 48 months. And then they move on somewhere else. And then under the watch and leadership of somebody else, they become ministers. Then they claim, this is mine. Name it. Claim it. Take it. Yes, you're not serious. You're not serious. Instead of claiming people who have passed through, are there no chairs for you to come and sit down? Are there chairs? I'll be happy if everybody is seated. I'll be happier. I'll be happier. I'll be happier. Because as soon as church service starts, eh, there is nothing to do. Nothing. 
Nothing. Unless we get a message that the president is coming here. Even that he'll bring his own protocol officers to come and wait for him. So tell the people outside that I know they are out and they haven't come in. So they should please come in. I know they are out there. Yes, so in Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15, he says that, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass when you see, it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord. They shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to, to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall they, shall they neither shall, shall that be done anymore. At that time, they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it to the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk anymore after the imagination of their evil heart. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel. And they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. So he says that I will give you pastors according to my heart. And you see that the effect of having pastors who are feeding them are all the things that have been listed. Neither will they do this. Neither will they do that anymore. Neither will you see this anymore. So when, when you, you believe, you see that you become as a minister. As a founder, a head pastor, a senior pastor, you become, you become dedicated to raising people who can become ministers. It's like a, it's like a building. The, the larger the building, the more pillars you see. The larger the building, you're likely to see more pillars. So if you're, if you're a church where you are the only pastor, you and your wife, you and your wife are the, are the only pastors or shepherds in the church. I know the size of the church. I don't even have to ask you to how many people are in the church. Maybe I'll ask you how old is the church. And then you say, oh, we are like 15 years old. I can tell you how many people are in that church. Thereafter, I'll tell you immediately how many people are in the church. If it's just you and your wife. After 30 years. After 15 years. Because they aren't pillars. They aren't pillars. You don't have pillars. You need the pillars. And when I say pillars, you need proper pillars. So you need other ministers of the gospel. Other ministers of the gospel. Other ministers of the gospel. And when you look, when you look at the ministry of Bishop Daggyward Mills, he's not the only bishop in the church. He has pillars. Others have become bishops. Others have become bishops. Others are even called archbishops. He is, uh, that's why he uses the title archbishop. But understanding, understanding the function and operation is not by titles. The function and operation, he has even allowed others to function in a way and operate. It has, bishop, has bishops across nations. Nations. Has, has over 100 bishops. Yes. But someone doesn't understand church work. We say, oh, everybody's a bishop. Everybody's a bishop. You got to say you're a bishop. Because you're a fool. You don't understand church work. I mean, not you, the person. Yes, you don't understand church work. You don't have what the person has. And yet, you have the boldness to criticize what is it. Instead of learning and copying, you rather criticize it. Because perhaps what you're about to criticize is what, what is creating the difference between you and him. What you are about to say, no, it's not necessary. It's what is, has created the difference. I see, I see mothers, young mothers, you know, young mothers, especially young mothers or new mothers. When I say young mothers, young mothers, 50 and below. They are the new generation mothers. Yes, 50 and below. I look at them and I see that they don't bring up their children the way their mothers brought them up. Yes. 50 and below. 
That means that people who have children that are 26 and below, or 27 and below, or even 30 and below, they're the ones I'm talking about. Not you, but that's a 25-year-old woman who has just given birth or 22. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The new, the new mothers are my mother's children. Yes. Yes. So my age group, 50 and below. Yes. The one. When I look at the way they bring up their children, you will see that this person, this person, this is not how their mother brought them up. And then you will see the same person shouting at the child. Don't do this. We, are, we were like this. We are not like this. But... The thing you are boasting about is your mother's leadership and your mother's decisions and your mother's actions. And you don't do that in your house. You don't do that in your house. You don't do that in your house. How do you expect a child to, to be what? Your children eat anything they want. Watch anything they want. Go anywhere they want. Especially children of immigrants. Children of immigrants who, who never had access to some things. They're the ones who say, hey, you know, over here, over here in Italy, you know, the children, over here in this, the children, over here this, over here that, over here that. Because, because what they are allowing their child to do maybe was their secret dream. But that's the very thing that is destroying the child. I sent, I sent somebody a text about 72 hours ago. I said to him that for goodness sake your child is a child. No matter the age, the person is a child. How does your child take decisions for himself? I said that is a child. How does a child decide that I want to go here, I want to live here, I want to do this. I mean, you don't have any head at all. How does your child, you understand the word I mean, child. How does your child decide where to live? What to do? I mean, how? So I said the person to the father, I said, I mean, I mean how, how have you left your child to make such decisions? When did you resign from being a parent to this child? Would, would your father have allowed you to do what you allow your child to do? Now he's saying to me, mercy, forgive me, forgive, forgive. You are destroying your child. You are destroying the child. When this child grows up one day and discards, the child will curse you. Will curse you for being such an irresponsible mother, irresponsible father. Yes. Even, even, even subjects to study. I always remember my father putting his foot down and saying, she will not study this. You will study this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I remember I was wondering, but would you be the one to study? I'm the one studying. But it's like, whether he's, the, you, you see, these are things you can't say. You would think it, but you can't say it. I did what he wanted to the finishing line. I did what he wanted. Oh, yes. I did what he wanted. To the finishing line. To the end. To the end. Yes. To the end. He's not, he's not alive to hear me praising him. <laughs> yes. Because it was a battle. But I did what he wanted. There's, there's no room. I did what he wanted. I have, all my friends were approved. Approved by my short mother. Oh, yes. All my friends. All my friends. Unless they don't appear in the house. If they appear in the house, this one cannot come anymore. This one, this one, I'll be, I'll be summoned. Whilst the person is there, you'll be called. He has, he has to leave now. And he must not come back. But you see, we have deducted all those things. We've deducted all, all, all those things. It's been deducted. Yes. 
Sometimes you see even, even raising of pastors, the way you were raised up to become a pastor. That's not how you are raising up your, your church members. That's why they are not pastors. You are a pastor. Because you heard somebody talking about the call of God. You heard somebody talking about the call of God and the importance of the call of God. And you considered it deeply and seriously. That's how come you're a minister. But in your church, in your church, you are talking about how to be a millionaire. How to establish five businesses. How to run seven businesses together. And that's not how you were brought up. That's not how you were brought up. You were not brought up like that. Nobody ever preached that message to you. That's why you are a minister of the gospel. Hmm. Pastors. May we raise pastors in our churches. Pastors. May we raise pastors. Raise pastors in our ministries. <laughs> Six. We have to go fast now because we are going all the way to 25. I'm giving you 25 prophecies. Yes. There shall be a rise of teaching priests. Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 3. For now, now for a long season, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord, the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was, he was found of them. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And the nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. For God did vex them with all adversity. So for a long season, Israel did not have a true, did not know the true God and they were without a teaching priest. A teaching priest. as a priest that is teaching. Somebody who is teaching. Somebody who is teaching you the real, the, um, what it means to be called. So he's teaching you many are called. So he's teaching you fulfill your ministry. When these things are not taught, the church is different. The church is different. The church is a different place. The church is a different place. When Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Sometimes our words from our pulpit sound different. We don't tell people to become fishers of men. You tell people to become fishers of houses and fishers of cars and fishers of euros and cryptocurrency. Hmm. Hmm. Number seven, there shall be a rise of lovers of God. The rise of lovers of God. In John 21 verse 15. You see Jesus asking um, Simon Peter, do you love me? And then he says, if you love me, feed my sheep. The proof that you love God is that you're a shepherd and a pastor. And that you feed people. That's, that's the evidence. That's the proof. That's the proof. If you want to prove that you love God, we want to prove that we lo- you love God. We want to see you. We want to see you. Pastors are pastors already with their congregation. But those who are not pastors, our church workers and the people that work with us, you have to tune them and train them to be able to teach others and feed others. That one person is feeding five people. is feeding eight people. Sitting with them and teaching them. Without that, I don't know what scripture you use to say that you love God. So there shall be God lovers. May there be God lovers in your churches. May there be God lovers in your churches. Number eight, there shall be a rise of shepherds. There shall be a rise of shepherds. Matthew 9.36 When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. It's the shepherd that gathers the sheep. Is a shepherd that gathers the sheep. The presence of a shepherd causes there to be a gathering. In Ezekiel 34, verse 22, it says that, Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be praying, 
and I'll judge between cattle and cattle. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. May there be shepherds. May there be pastors. May there be a rise of shepherds in your ministries. Nine, there shall be a rise of prophets who build double mega missionary churches. A rise of prophets. When you see prophets coming up, don't criticize them. Pray that you also get the prophetic gift. Don't criticize and don't be jealous. Hmm. I don't know why people criticize everything they don't have. Yes. As soon as people don't have something, they become insecure. Instead of asking how they can get it, to learn from it, to learn from it, they rather start criticizing. Anyway, 10 minutes to lunch. Ezra chapter 5. Ezra. Chapter 5. It says that then the prophets, Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah the son of Ido, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of, in the, name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Then rose up Zerubbabel the son of Shiltiel, and Jeshua the son of Josadak, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. So there shall be a right. Prophets help to build the church. Prophets help to build. Prophets are help to build it or are supposed to help to build the church. Prophets don't destroy churches or, or break churches. Hosea chapter 12 verse 13. Are you still with me? Are you awake? Are you sleepy? It says that by by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. There shall be prophets and prophetic anointings. Mm. Don't kill your prophets. Ten. There shall be a rise of children. Oh, wow. There shall be a rise of children. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 7 says that, but the Lord said unto me, Say not I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in, in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. To root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down. To build and to plant. Many children are going to build the house of God. And plant churches. Jeremiah felt he was a child. But God said, don't say that you're a child. You can be used. Number 11. There shall be a rise of prophets and teachers. Wow. Prophets and teachers. Prophets are appearing again. I feel there shall be prophets in your ministries. Yes. Don't kill them. Don't kill them. Maybe you yourself will become a prophet. Use it. Acts 13 and verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. As Barnabas and Simeon that was also called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and my name, which had been brought up, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So there shall be prophets and teachers. Ah. I see prophets and teachers rising up in your ministries. Yes. And don't wait till you are 75 before you say you are a prophet. Yes. Accept the call and the gift of God now. Accept the call and the gift of God. Yes. There shall be a rise of prosperity that will build the cities of God. Wow. There shall be a rise of prosperity. Zechariah 117. 
Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. My cities through prosperity. So there shall be a rise of prosperity to build the cities of God. God will bless you to be able to build churches. May you, to, may you be able to build a church. Yes. In our church, we have several individuals who have built churches. Yes, several individuals who have built churches. Plenty, they've built churches. Built churches by themselves. They sponsor the church building. Not like plant a church and be pastoring a church as you know, a physical church building. They pay for a church building to be built. Yes, through prosperity. You can't do it if you haven't uh, have prospered. Or if your church members haven't prospered, you can't have individuals that have been building churches and building cathedrals. Yes. I mean, they must have prospered to be able to do it. Because you can't give what you don't have. You can never give what you don't have. You can never give what you don't have. Yes. Number 13. There shall be a rise of people who do well. Ah, may your members do well. First Kings 8, 17. It says that, and, and it was in the heart of David, my father, to build an house for the name of the Lord of Lord God of Israel. And the Lord said unto David my father, Whereas it was in thine heart to build an house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thine heart. Nevertheless, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son that shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house unto thy name. There shall be a rise of those who do well. Yes. There'll be a rise with those. Those who do well are those who have good intentions and good mind and good plans. 14. There shall be a rise of those who overcome obscurity. Isaiah 58 10. Then shall the light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness shall be as the noonday. You shall rise out of the shadows. Hey, through this conference, God is bringing you out of darkness, God is bringing you out of shadows. Into prominence and significance. May God give you and your ministry light and visibility. Receive the power of visibility. Yes. Number 15. There shall be a rise of shining stars. Those who can shine in the midst of gross darkness. Wow. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Arise and shine for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen. You will shine. People will shine. You'll be a shining star. Oh, you'll be a shining star. By the grace of God. By the power of God. You'll be a shining star. You will shine. 16. There shall be a rise of anointed builders. That's Isaiah 61. Verse 4. And they shall build the old waste places. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities. The desolations of many generations. Can you imagine that through you. Through you. God will cause a gathering of people in the cities. People who have lost. Are lost. Are lost. Have become drug addicts. Have gone wayward. They've become pagans. Atheists. They don't believe in anything. Can you believe that through you. Through you, there shall be a gathering again. Yes. 17. <laughs> there shall be a rise of those of those who mouths are touched to build and to plant churches. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. 18. There shall be a rise of favored ones. Ah. Makatashi bakatastaya. Psalm 102 verse 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Ah, you shall be favored. You shall be favored. You shall be favored. Church work shall become easy for you. Because of the favor of God. Can you imagine yourself praying day and night over this verse because of this prophecy? But the Bible says you use the prophecy to war. The Lord, you said you shall favor me. For the set time has come. Favor me, O God. I'm praying for favor, O God. I'm asking for favor, O God. O God, favor me. 
Oh God, favor me in this city. Favor me in this nation. Help me, oh God. Ah, you shall be favored. Number 19. There shall be a rise of multiplied men. Ezekiel 36 and verse 10. And I will multiply men upon you. Multiplied men. You will not stand alone in your church. You will not be alone. You have mighty men. Anointed men. Great men. I'm telling you. Men full of the spirit. Multiplied men. Because you've been wondering. Where do people get people from? Yes. 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 Be wondering. So that's, I'm reading the prophecies to you. Then after from next session, we start now grinding it. Now we have to grind it out and battle it out. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes, sometimes you see sometimes there, there are even people, there are even people who sometimes are even in the same ministry where these things are happening, but they don't even know how to learn it, to apply it, to have the same results. Yes. Mm, I know. 20. There shall be a rise of flocks of men. Ah, God shall increase you with men like a flock. Ezekiel 36 and verse 37. I will increase them with men like a flock. 21. There shall be a rise of those who consider their ways and build the house of God. Haggai 1 and verse 7. Thus hear the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. 22. There shall be a rise of rocks. Matthew 16, 18. Thou art Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church. May you become a rock that God can build his church upon. Yes. May you not be a sinking sand. A struggling sand. You see, the prophecies will turn you. Every wishy-washy minister. Every wishy-washy person that God can build anything solid upon. The prophecy is converting you into a rock. Hey, may you be a rock. May you be a solid rock. That you, the things that make you sink. That when God attempts to build something on you, that you go underground with it. You are converted into a rock. A rock. You shall be a rock. You will be a rock. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. God builds his churches on rocks. Ministries are built on rocks. Sometimes when you see a pastor on video, he looks calm. He looks cool. You know, pastors can, can appear very cool and very, very soft. I mean, very gentle. Very gentle. Very, very gentle. There's a pastor, even, even his voice is even like a lady. When you see him talking very soft, you know, but... I was in his church a few months ago and I saw that what I see on the television is not him. Even his altar calls. Because on the television, when he's making the altar call, just, he just rounds up so that he can move on. He just turns to the camera and he says that, so if you are here with us and you want to give your, your life to the Lord, say this prayer after me. Then he says that one or two sentences, then that's it. But when the cameras go off and he turns to the congregation, he says, you are here. You are here. I counted the number of times he said, you don't have a relationship with God. Your relationship with God is but you are here. If you are here like that, stand to your feet wherever you are. And I said, what you see, eh, when you see him like that, so you want to say a prayer? You are, you are in your church copying that this, this is how you make altar call. God builds his church on rocks. Rocks. Strong people. Strong people. People who are strong in character. Strong in personality. Strong in nature. Ability to withstand anything that the enemy throws at them. Strong. No weaklings. No weaklings. That's, that's, why, that's why Jesus said, Jesus said, a tree is known by a fruit. Judge people by their fruits. Not by their public smiles. Not by the shoes they wear and they are dressing. Judge them by their fruit. A fruit will tell you the type of person you are dealing with. 
Not by the suits they wear. Not by the type of suits they wear. Suit is for the outward. For people, who you, if you like suits, so you're happy that I'm wearing an Italian suit. Judge people by fruits. When you see the fruit, you see whether you are dealing with a rock or you are dealing with water. Yes. Judge people by the fruits. In case you don't know, I judge and assess people by fruits. Because the fruit explains who you are dealing with and who you are relating with. It explains the spiritual authority and the spiritual might and power that the person has. It explains the spiritual ranking of the person. Yes. Judge people by the fruit. Because he said, he said, upon this rock, upon this rock, upon this rock, upon this rock, not on this, not on this sand, on this rock, I'll build my church. How many prophecies do you have? We are going to 25. We'll get there. 23 says that, the, is, is that there shall be a rise of saviors of men. Yes, saviors of men. That's Obadiah. 21 says that a savior shall come up on Mount Zion. 24, there shall be a rise of witnesses. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall be witnesses. So there shall be a rise of witnesses. May you raise witnesses. And train your people to be witnesses. And 25, the 25th prophecy is that there shall be a rise of faithful ones. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. It is quiet that a man be found faithful. God bless you. May you experience these 25 prophecies practically in your life and your ministry. Beautiful. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.